0: It's a battleground for the rest of your life, your family
1: what is that of origin. Song, Love is a Battlefield.
0: Oh, Rachel Platten. Is that it? Oh, no. Being... Oh, maybe that's not Rachel Platten.
1: Welcome to the Family Room Podcast. Systems thinking throughout the lifespan. Enjoy the show.
0: This episode is called Come Sit With Us, Part 2.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Hey. How is it
1: going? Kayla, how are you?
0: Well, I'm coming down from my jelly donut high, so (laughs) I've been better, but also I'm lucky to be here. So
1: I am glad that you are here. I'm glad that we are here. Thank you. Because this is a very special day, listeners. This is a very special day. We get (laughs) to learn all about Kayla. This is the interview of Kayla, the part of the show that I'm most excited about.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Mm-hmm. Why? I, just curious. Just because it's exciting. It's So nice. You mean so you don't really have to talk? Yeah. I have that's, to talk all about myself. That's okay. mostly it. Yeah. there.
1: And it's always one of those nice <laughs> things where, you know, you know somebody for so long, but then every time you get to learn their story, you hear something new or a perspective that maybe you didn't hear before.
0: It's nice insight. Yeah. I like that.
1: So we have... If And so you you can't see where we are right now, but we're sitting on my couch with some board games around us to get the microphone propped up because we're still (laughs) figuring out logistics of the sound. But we have an Esther Perel game called Where Should We Begin right here. And so where should we begin, Kayla? Where would you like to start today?
0: I'm going to start with my name and where I'm from. And tell you a little bit about how I got into marriage and family therapy and why I wanted to do this podcast. Great. Oh, and the family question too.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will ask you that question directly. Great. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your name, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you're from, and yeah, start with what wanted you, What made you want to do this podcast?
0: So my name. Right. <laughs> So my name is Kayla Seifert. My main name's Rittenour. So for a long time, Kayla Rittenour, obviously. I am from Apollo area. And if you're familiar with Western Pennsylvania, it is a, again, suburb of a suburb. Nick talked about that in his interview. Mm -hmm. We used to say, do you know where Monroeville's at? It's 15, 20 minutes outside of Monroeville. So east of the city, it's a small town. Not much happening there, but it was a great childhood and a good place to grow up, actually. So I like where I'm from. I mean, I don't really know what's going on now there, but I'm guessing not a lot.
1: It's a cute town. I mean, I, it don't, is. I haven't been to Apollo in a while. I used to go to a few things in Vandegrift. Yes. And there's a lot happening there now, which is surprising.
0: Yeah, I don't know how good that stuff is that's happening there but but it's okay it's fine i mean yeah yeah it's still i mean it was a good community growing up so i'm thankful for that
1: yeah what is it about this podcast that made you want to do it
0: so i often so i enjoy my clinical work and i really love consultation and i just i feel so re-energized when i'm able to to get together with friends, particularly friends who are clinicians or in the mental health field, and just talk and get ideas and laugh and, I don't know, get normalizing experiences and connect. And so I thought, how can I get more of that in my personal life? And so I had this idea, because I like podcasts, that maybe we could try a podcast. I don't know. People seem to keep doing it. And also... (laughs) Not to toot my own horn in any way, shape, or form, but clients kept being like, you should start a podcast. Yeah. But probably because I am inappropriate and swear, but.
1: (laughs) Please toot your your horn as much as you want.
0: No, no. And I just, you know, wanted a space to give back in a different way. And this was what I thought. And I respect, Nick, you as a clinician and person, and I love you. And I was like, we have a great we always have a great time and great dialogue. And so I thought this would be a cool opportunity for us. And if people were willing to listen, then I would love to share. And love that's that. why, yeah
1: that is true. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're I'm glad that your clients acknowledge what you could offer the greater community of the world.
0: I try. And you mentioned this in your interview, but Western Pennsylvania really is scarce for resources and Isolated. And I feel like clinicians are also pretty isolated, particularly after COVID. I think a lot of people went into private practice and it's hard to reach out and know other private practice clinicians or other groups or mental health agencies. And so this was another thing that I thought, oh, we could do to get people aware, right? Get the information Mm -hmm. out there. And we're all essentially on the same team. So let's provide a space where we can connect. Yeah, that's so true. We
1: are on the same team, even if it doesn't feel that way sometimes, like if we're not all aligned on the Mm -hmm. same goal, that's when we have to remind ourselves that we are all working together for the same, the same things.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So the question, (laughs) the, (laughs) the question that we wanted to ask everybody that came in is, you know, what, what is family to you? What does family mean to you? the word family or what, you know, what is family to you?
0: So when I think of family, I think of multiple definitions. And the first one would be my family of origin. So the family that I was born into, my biological family that I grew up with and that I still keep in contact with and that I have relationships with, we'll just say relationships, my family of choice or the people that i choose to bring into my family are the people that i inherently just love and can be fully vulnerable with and that show up mm-hmm. right and communicate and are consistent with me and know me and they have my respect and it's a reciprocal relationship i think that's a key component for me at that is that you know everybody's busy everybody has a lot going on right mm-hmm. And so if you make time to be in my life, then vice versa, right? And so who you show up, you're present, you're there for me, and that's it.
1: That is a big piece. I love that you said reciprocal relationship, because sometimes, I don't know if you experience this, but there's an expectation of, well, a quote, I'm your mother, or I'm your mm. father, or I'm your fill-in-the-blank, mm-hmm. so I am I am expected to have a chunk of your time, or mm-hmm. there is this, like, this expectation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's something that is a theme that we'll talk about throughout, but essentially, how to identify and manage those relationships – well, knowing that they're not necessarily relationships that I choose. And <laughs> I think as an adult, too, just being able to do work on what we call differentiating, which means being able to balance thinking and feeling, as well as balancing self and my relation and my relation to my family of origin. And I, m- managing those relationships. And understanding, hey, just because I was born into something doesn't necessarily mean that I need to feel guilt. Like, there's a pool of guilt and a pool of anxiety of, like you said, expectations and Mm -hmm. beliefs that, you know, you need to be doing X, Y, and Z for your family or you need to be putting in all of this effort because we're your parents because they're your siblings right and i that's not something i subscribe to because i don't think that that is accurate fair or right Mm -hmm. and i was talking to a client about this she's also a therapist she's awesome and we were talking and she said have you looked in a contextual book lately or it was an old book actually and she sent me a picture of it and it said you know debt owed to children and it was pretty much like everything like shelter love food clothing all these things right sure. and then it was like debt that children owe parents or whatever parents are owed and it was like literally it wrote nothing they wrote nothing wow and i was like you know i hate to admit that and because you put in so much effort too as a parent but ultimately <laughs> the the point is to bring children up in the world and let them be their own person, right? Without strings attached. Mm-hmm. And so being, I just got off on a tangent there, but ultimately, yes. So we're going to work on that and talk more about it. But to for me, that's differentiating the family of origin, family of choice. Mm-hmm. Does that yes. make sense?
1: The minute, we for, the minute we forget that family relationships are reciprocal, then we've already missed the point.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yes and i'm sure that i you know whenever we are done on this journey we will ask ourselves to define family again and that will be interesting mm-hmm. but ultimately i do think that it changes throughout the d- points of development in your life too right like if you would have asked us when we were 10 you would have been like my family's my parents <laughs> my sister so right. it is transient throughout your journey
1: mhm yeah it's the one continuous thing and the definition and the the explanation changes as we grow and develop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a battleground for the rest of your life, your family. What is that? Of song? Orgin.
1: Love is a battlefield.
0: Oh, Rachel Platten. Is that it? Oh, uh, no. Being... Oh, maybe that's not Rachel Platten. No, Jordan Sparks. I don't know. No, I'm not going to Google now I was That was a little bit of
1: Pat Benatar.
0: Oh, yes. That also is true. Yep. Absolutely.
1: And mm-hmm. the lyrics. Anyway. <laughs> Okay. It's a battlefield it is tell me something fun about yourself that maybe I mean, I, I might know and I might not, but the listeners definitely won't. So what is some what's like what's your fun fact? what's the what's your thing?
0: My fun fact is that I once wrote a fan letter to Liam Neeson and he wrote back. at least I would hope it was him. And I saw when I signed the letter, I made sure to write, I bet that you're <laughs> that as a father you would do what you actually did in the movie for your own children which was you know taken yeah yeah and he said he would he was like you're without Adele," and i was like oh my god i
1: love you so much so he wrote back and said i would i will do that i would do that
0: yeah mm-hmm. and he was like so gracious and thankful that i wrote him the letter and it was just really nice so that's my – I feel like that's a weird fun fact. I can also sing with my mouth closed, kind of like a ventriloquist, but I have to, like, puff up my cheeks. So it's probably not – I'm not going to
1: do You would – yeah. It'd be weird. How old were you when you wrote that letter?
0: <laughs> How old do you think I was, Nick? This would be good. <laughs> so
1: my first thought was, like – that you were seven, but like a seven-year-old should not be watching Taken.
0: No. Be- so
1: then maybe 12, because you probably shouldn't be watching it done either, but there's more rules. Like the rules are looser. Mm-hmm. I was 23 years old. 23
0: years old. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Great. So like, you know, relatively, a decade ago, I wrote this letter and that's what happened. That was very fun. Letter.
1: I love that. So, yeah. I'm glad that he wrote back.
0: Me too. I hope it was him and not like an assistant, but it was like snail mail. So one would hope that he would have taken the time to write back. He seems really upstanding. This isn't a plug for Liam Neeson, but it kind of is too. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Liam Neeson, for writing Kayla and having it be her fun fact. (laughs) I really appreciate that.
0: (laughs) And I just want to say that I'm thankful for this opportunity because I do think that it is a privilege for both of us. You know, time, effort, all of it. And I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I second that. I am so glad to co-host this with you and get to know you throughout the process. And even in just this, you know, this really short interview of you, I've gained some new insights into the ways that you are living the truth that you are putting into your clinical work. I try. So there's a way that some clinicians, you know, we always talk about congruence of self and authenticity and all of that. And I always think about the people who are one way in the clinical room and mm. they're another way in mm-hmm. their lives. And yeah, no. that's one thing that I've always appreciated about your presence is like you've always yes. been congruent as much as possible in every moment
0: it's really kind of you. Thank you. I try to be as authentic as possible, both in the room and outside and just all around. Right. So that, I don't know. I would want a therapist like that and a friend like that too. So that's just who I try to be. And I don't, was I supposed to identify my specialties now? We can do it another time. Sure. Oh, okay. So part of my specialties is couples. So I I'm hoping at some point to be a certified Gottman therapist. I'm going to use Gottman approach, Sound Relationship House approach. And lately, I have, well, and obviously with Nick too, I've worked with the LGBTQIA community, in particular the trans population, writing letters of referral and recommendation and doing family treatment as well. Lately, though, I've been really called to family work in particular with closed or stuck family systems that are on the antagonistic spectrum. And so that's something that I've been learning about and reading about and taking more continuing ends about. So I can speak more to that now and yeah, that's about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. all exciting, challenging stuff.
0: Yeah. Yes. Always challenging, but in a good way. Mm hmm. Yeah. So we're going to have a season arc, like we said in the first episode. And we will name each of individually each of our episodes, right? There's going to be a theme. And we hope to have at least one guest per episode, but I'm not sure if that's realistic right now. So we're going to start off at the beginning of the lifespan, right? Mm -hmm. So the overarching goal is to give you systems throughout the lifespan, right? And they're in the like each issue in a developmental period. So we'll be starting with the idea of family origin and what that means and everything. So if you have in particular anything that you want us to tackle or to talk about, or you know an expert that's maybe in the area too, let us know. I'd be happy to have them on.
1: Yep, we're gonna start. You know, bothering our friends and bothering—oh, yeah—bothering oh, yeah. <laughs> bothering <laughs> the people who know certain things about certain things, get them on the interview schedule because mm-hmm. that's really you know, eventually, like we've said in the the blurbs that you might have heard already, you might get sick of just hearing from us, and so yeah, it'll be good to have other voices, other people to get their message out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll start really putting our calendar together
0: yeah we appreciate it thanks for listening and we hope if it's a daytime you have a good day if it's night have a good night live your best life (laughs)
1: live live it live your best life live it up and that is us until next time bye guys bye everybody
0: (laughs) ttyl